Good morning, and we welcome to the program once again the state entomologist, Megan Abraham. Good morning to you, Megan, and how are you doing on this glorious Wednesday? Good morning. Just fine. Thank you very much for asking. Oh, you're welcome. And, uh, of course, uh, for, for those who uh, may, not, may have missed our previous uh, visit, shall we say, uh, can you uh, kind of tell us, Megan, uh, what you do as the state entomologist? What all does that uh, title and role entail? Sure, absolutely. So we've got a staff of about a dozen folks that work um, in my division of the DNR. Um, and our main focus uh, mostly is to the production of the nursery industry, uh, as well as uh, the apiary um, hobbyists and industries out there. Um, we basically conduct inspections um, and surveys to check for any new pests or pathogens on the, um, in the environment. So to look for any new pest or pathogens coming in that might um, have a negative impact on industry or natural resources here in Indiana. And as far as your background is concerned, uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I have been a state entomologist here in Indiana since about 2016. And I um, have worked for the DNR since 2007, um, but I um, have a background with um, a master's degree from uh, Purdue University in entomolo- as an entomology degree, and um, we, uh, we've been working on controlling pests and pathogens here in Indiana for all that time. So, um, But the state entomologist is a long one, um, and it's been around since the 1800s. Um, and there have been about 10 entomologists here in Indiana in all that time. So I come from uh, a long... Uh, held position here in the United, in the state of Indiana, um, but um, one that has been held by quite a few very experienced gentlemen in the past. And I see at the uh, the DNR Division of Entomology and uh, Plant Pathology, uh, uh, it seems like you answer to a lot of, uh, you have a lot of um, cooperation and also uh, deal with a lot of uh, stakeholders. Right, Absolutely. Um, and we have quite a few different industries that we are protecting here in Indiana. Um, it's not just the obvious ones like corn and soybean. There is quite a large um, uh, a community that does um, forestry-related um, topics and does um, logging and shipping of um, of logs and lumber here in Indiana. We also are working with the wineries here in Indiana to protect vineyards from new insects like spotted lanternfly that are just coming into the United States. Um, and, and so we're out there basically looking for new pest or pathogens that might be coming into Indiana that are um, 
might have an impact on not just our natural resources, but our industries as well. Yeah, of course, uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the wineries, for example, uh, you know, keeping the grapes going. And, of course, also in that same vein, uh, I understand you deal with uh, USDA and also uh, Purdue University through their extension offices as far as uh, crops are concerned. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So we work with some of our partners like that, including Purdue University Extension, as well as uh, um, uh SISMAs here in Indiana, as well as the, and we work with the uh, Indiana Invasive Species Council, um, the Indiana Pesticide Review Board. We've got quite a few different partners here that help us out, but we're always looking for more and help in keeping an eye on things out there. And that's where some of your listeners can come in, actually. Um, keeping an eye out for new pests and pathogens uh, in your area. Like I said, we've got about a dozen folks that work in my division, uh, but it's nowhere near enough to keep an eye on the entire state, of course. So we rely on folks like your listeners to um, keep an eye out there for anything that might look new or different and report it to the DNR to let us know what you're seeing. Yeah, as they, as they say, uh, see something, say something, and it definitely uh, applies here to uh, help your folks out since, as you said, they can't be everywhere. And uh, uh, one thing, uh, looking at the um, uh, the DNR website uh, that uh, kind of jumps out at me is uh, apiary inspection and beekeeping. And uh, could you shed a little bit of light uh, as far as what all's involved there, Megan? Sure, absolutely. So... We have actually just had our um, apiary specialist retire after 27 years, Um, but her main function here in Indiana has always been um, to make sure that the apiaries in Indiana are healthy. Um, We've got quite a large um, population of hobbyist apiary keepers here in Indiana, um, and we're interested in making sure those folks have safe honey to, to continue to produce and, and consume. So um, we have been going out doing surveys every summer to keep an eye on apiaries out there in the field to make sure everything is healthy. We all know that we've got... Um, Things that <clears throat> that are impacting the apiary industry here in Indiana, as well as the nation, uh, like colony collapse disorder, um, and there are federal surveys being conducted every summer um, to do uh, inspections of particular hives to see if we can determine what's going on there. Um, but our apiary friends are having a lot of trouble out there these days. Uh, there are just different things that are in our environment that have never been before. Um, the, um, the ability of uh, the farmers, for example, to um, improve the way that they do their farming can sometimes have an impact on other species out there, including apiary. So the more effective, for example, our pesticides become to get rid of those nasty weeds that are aligning some of our farming communities, uh, the harder it is for some of our apiary friends to go and find uh, sources of food. 
So there's always good things and bad things in new technology, um, and that happens to be one of them. Um, and and so we we've been doing apiary inspections and keeping helping the apiary inspection community since our inception here at the uh, DNR, and and that's since the late 1800s. So we will continue to do so going forward. All right, and with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out, and we'll continue our conversation with state entomologist Megan Abraham right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our visit with state entomologist Megan Abraham. And uh, Megan, about this time last year, as uh, you recall, our, I think it was our first time we uh, we had you on the program, um, we were uh, talking about cicadas and the fact that they were um, you know, coming to Indiana and uh, pretty much the Midwest and so forth. But uh, uh, why is it, I mean, they're, they're relatively harmless, but uh, why is it that uh, people get freaked out when uh, they hear about cicadas? Well, I think that the issue with cicadas is basically that they're just large and loud and they bumble around and stumble into people because they're in horrible flyers. So basically these guys are, are loud and obnoxious and then they start hopping around, end up on people's clothing or in people's homes and just kind of scare them that way. Um, but it's not intentional at all. It's just um, you would probably be having the same problem after you had been underground for 17 years. Um, but we've got had our 17-year cicada cycle come through, and so the majority of cicadas this year will probably be either a different brute than the ones that you saw last year, or they might be the same brood, but just off a few years and, and poor timing skills. Um, they've also got, we've also got annual cicadas here in Indiana, um, but they typically come out in later summer. Um, but yeah, those won't be the only insects that we keep an eye out for this summer. There are always insects that we're always keeping an eye out for and surveying for here in Indiana to make sure that our industries are safe as well as our natural resources. We've got um, new infestation this summer. Last summer we discovered a spotted lanternfly actually in southern Indiana. Uh, so we're keeping an eye out for any other populations that might show up while we continue to try and, and eradicate the one that we found in, in uh, Switzerland County here in in Indiana. Um, we're also keeping an eye out for a lot of these different beetles that move in firewood, including Asian longhorn beetle um, that has been found in Cincinnati and Illinois in the past. Um, and there has been an interception of, of Asian longhorn beetle here in Indiana, in uh, northwest Indiana, um, which we're keeping an eye on the surrounding area. But that, that 
insect can move often firewood or pallet material. Uh, so people keep, should keep an eye out for that one as well. All right. And then uh, uh, you mentioned the, the lanternfly and, uh, that was spotted in Switzerland County, not too far from here. But uh, uh, but as far as uh, what, what should people look for um, to uh, identify and uh, maybe uh, – you know, deal with lanternfly. Yeah, what uh, what steps should they take after they spot it? Sure. So this is a small insect that looks a little bit different than anything we've got here in Indiana, um, and it will start out as a very small nymph that is black with white spots on it, and then in some of its later stages, it'll actually turn bright red, and that's when people seem to notice it. Um, it's a bright red nymph, and it has um, black spots on it. Um, and then it'll turn it into the spotted lanternfly adult. Um, and these all happen later on in our summers, typically in late June, July, August. Um, and then they'll stick around until September, October, until it freezes. Um, and so that's quite a long time for you guys in the southern part of our state. Um, but these guys are plant hoppers, and they will essentially um, go to trees in the area and feed off those trees, and they like to congregate. So they will all be in one spot. Um, so a lot of times you'll see other signs of them being in the area before you actually spot them, um, you'll see some of um, what we call city mold, which is essentially uh, the excrement from the insects is a sugary solution. It lands on plants underneath them, and then city mold will take over. Um, and so you'll see blackening of the plants in the area. Um, if the, if the, the um, population is high enough, you'll see some... Um, basically, it'll almost seem like it's raining in an area, um, and basically the, the insect's excrement will be raining in a certain area and contributing to the city mold population. Um, and, and you might even see um, some of the adults um, hopping around, and they've got a bright red underwing to them, um, which will tell you that that's what they are in um in comparison to some of their other friends. And as far as uh, if somebody sees this uh, this particular um, insect, uh, what should they do? Right. So if you do see something that you're concerned about, definitely give us a call at the DNR. We can be reached at one eight six six no exotic, um, and we can come out and take a look. We would much rather come out for a false alarm than to find out we could have stopped a population and its infancy um, and people didn't bother contacting us. So, like I said, there's only 12 of us for the entire state, so we rely quite heavily on, on our uh, population here in Indiana to let us know when they see something strange or different. Um, you are most familiar with your home area and your surrounding areas. So if you spot something that doesn't look quite right to you, we are most interested in taking a look for you. All right. And uh, once again, that uh, phone number where uh, people can uh, report uh, perceived issues, Megan? That's one eight six six 
no exotic. All right. And, of course, also a wealth of information can be found on the uh, DNR website. That's in.gov slash DNR slash entomology. And uh, just uh, you know, taking a spin around there, Megan, I saw all kinds of things and drop-down menus and all kinds of information for any type of pests or uh, any type of uh, issues that people might have. So, uh, Megan Abraham, the state entomologist, we sure appreciate your time this morning, and hopefully we can talk again uh, down the road. Would love to. Thank you so much.